What up, what up? Welcome back to the There's More podcast. My name is Hannah Nitz, and I hang out with you here. I'm the host. I'm the one with the most. Not really. I don't know where I'm going with that. But I am so glad to be back on the There's More podcast. And the whole reason this exists is because I don't know if you've heard the news. Have you heard it? (laughs) Do you know it? Uh, That there is more to your relationship with God. Friend, I grew up in the church. I have known God and loved God my whole life. Like I've, I grew up in an amazing Christian family, Christian school. I've been involved in ministries. I did 10 years of ministry as an adult after graduating college. And I just felt like I had all there was. Like I knew God, I loved him, and I was telling other people about him. And three years ago, God just smacked me across the face in the most beautiful and loving way and revealed to me how much more there is. Like, our relationship with God isn't this one time we now understand the gospel and maybe we come back to church and brush up on it and now we got to get to work and do ministry and go tell other people. But that there is this intimacy and this beauty and this day-to-day interactive relationship with Him. And who would have guessed that one of my favorite places to be would end up being in a prayer room in a closet in my house, okay? If that's not crazy, I don't know what is. (laughs) And that's the beauty of more with God, of enjoying this closeness and goodness with Him that He invites all of us to because it's the relationship we were made for. So it's been a minute since I've hung out with all of you on the There's More podcast. So I'm going to catch you up on the last year, um, the goodness, the sadness, and what God has been teaching me in the midst of it all. So here we go. Well, I don't know if this is a high, like a new high on podcasting, a new low that I've reached. It's something new. But I'm recording outside on a picnic table in my backyard (laughs) as my daughter is napping and my son is being distracted by TV. So the chances that I make it through this episode without like a loud truck driving by, an animal coming by, a child interrupting, it's slim, but we're going to go for it. It's the most beautiful time of year in the state of Ohio, so we're taking it in, in the summer, in the chaos, and to be honest, it's hard to find time where there aren't children around me, so we're just doing it now, okay? (laughs) And if you're wondering, man, have I missed some episodes, or has Hannah just not been doing many podcasts, let me tell you a story, and then you could give me the answer. I just opened my computer to record this podcast and I literally did not remember the name of the program I use to record podcasts (laughs) like I opened my menu and I was like oh man how do I do this and I just stared at my screen for a solid 60 seconds so if anyone's wondering it's called GarageBand that's what I usually use and I could not remember the name so the answer to the question is I haven't been podcasting a lot And this episode's a little different because I want to talk about that a little bit and why this past year of my life has been not super great for becoming a regular podcaster. Um, And just kind of let you in on some of these pieces of what my life has looked like and why my microphone has not been in my hand as much. So this year has been a really wild one. I just celebrated a few weeks ago my daughter, Opal. Uh, her first birthday. So my son is about to be four. My baby just turned one. And for any mom, they know that that first year 
of your life with a baby and an adjustment and two kids is a lot. So that in and of itself has been a lot and has been an adjustment. And I have found less free time, as I think every parent realizes with, you know, the more their children, the more children you make. (laughs) And so that was last May. And then uh, I've made slight mention of it, but I was, I think, a little bit more vague on the podcast. But last fall in October, my dad was diagnosed with ALS, uh, with Lou Gehrig's disease. And that disease is, um, it is a death sentence. There's no cure. There's no way to fix it. Um, so it's like a very uh, difficult and just sad disease to watch someone you love with to walk with them in it so I feel like from October till now my life has been um pretty wrapped around my family my parents my dad and my dad passed away actually one month ago uh in May so there's just been this whole whirlwind in my last 12 months of welcoming this new baby knits into our home and adjusting to life with her while at the same time walking through these really hard months of seeing my dad decline of caring for him of loving my mom of helping them move and then being there um, those last few months when he needed so much physical help and then him passing away in May so it's um such mixed feelings around it all because it's like this baby coming in my daughter growing and my dad declining in these the same 12 month window and I feel like with each celebration of like Opal's learning to do this and she's crawling I would turn around and I would be mourning this loss of ability that my dad had of being able to lift his arm of being able to walk of being able to breathe on his own like it was just this joy of a baby, this sadness of losing my dad, all wrapped into one. So the reason I tell you all this is just, you know, FYI, (laughs) that this has been my last year, I guess. And also to talk a little bit about my dad. Um, If you in any way have interacted with me in person or on this podcast and have thought like, huh, I enjoy being with Hannah. You would have loved my dad (laughs) because there's very little about me that's original. I am pretty much a lot of my dad and my mom, and that's about it. Like, there's really maybe 5% is Hannah, and the rest of it is Steve Ripka and Pam Ripka. My dad was passionate. My dad was joyful. My dad was over the top. He was... Um, so joyous, so generous, a man who just lived in a way that I wanted to walk in his steps. Like I, my whole life have seen my dad this way. And, um, it's weird coming to this spot of life without my dad. So I wish that you could have met him more. Funny enough, I thought about having him on the podcast multiple times because so much of my enthusiasm is my dad. And uh, it's just, 
it feels like this generational gift that we have. <laughs> and I wish that you could sit and hear him and learn from him the way that I got to for 33 years. So the best way I can do it uh, is two things. One, my brother and I made a website for my dad. And I would love for you to check it out. It's thestevripka.com. So the Steve and his last name, my maiden name was Ribka, R-Y-B as in boy, K-A. So thestevripka.com. And on there you can read more about my dad. You can um, actually see a video of him giving a sermon where you'll get a taste of his joy and enthusiasm. And also my dad, over the last year of his life, um, wrote a book answering 52 questions about his life, about the highs, the lows, the lessons of it all. And I feel like reading that book, it'll maybe take you 45 minutes to read through it. You get such a sweet picture of who my dad was. So I hope you'll check it out. And the second thing that I wanted to share is small, but... Uh, it was just a gift that God gave me this weekend as I was spending time with him and it just reminded me so much of my dad that I felt like it was appropriate to share it as I've just been processing and mourning um, not having my dad anymore. So I have really been um, in the last week. Here's how it started. I was listening to a sermon and I heard a prayer. And the pastor said uh, in the prayer, God, we ask that our body will be submitted to our spirit and our mind will be submitted to our spirit. And while all of those words independently made sense to me, the way that he put them together and this prayer that these pieces of who I am would be submitted to my spirit, it felt like a... It was just an interesting sentence to me. I was like, what is that about? And why are we praying for this? And what does that actually mean? That Like my mind would be submitted to my spirit and my body would be submitted to my spirit. And where does one of those start and the other one end? So amidst everything that's been going on, um, my husband super graciously this weekend gave me some time by myself. So I got to spend two full days with me, no kids, no husband, no friends, uh, a lot of alone time, a lot of sleeping, and a lot of time with God, just praying, reading, sitting in silence. So I kept thinking about this prayer, and I said, God, what is my spirit, and what is my body, and what is my mind? And then I was like, you know what, while we're at it, what is my soul, and what is my heart, all these words that I hear about these pieces that are in me and these pieces that are important to God, but I don't really know if I can define them. And I think this is going to turn into a whole different podcast episode because the journey of what God showed me of reading through scripture, of um, just reading other books on these ideas was amazing. But the thing that I want to share is a surprise that I found and that God showed me in one of these words. So I'm reading about my body, about my mind, about my spirit, about my soul, about my heart. And all of a sudden it hits me. I'm like, Hannah, the greatest commandment. Like all in the gospels, it tells the story of 
the um, rulers and the religious people of the day saying, Jesus, what is the most important commandment? And Jesus says, it's to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And while many of us know that that quote came from Jesus, he was actually quoting a prayer from Deuteronomy that Moses gave the Israelites on how to, out of all these, after he gave the Ten Commandments, and there's all these these rules and these laws and these ways to love God and obey him, he essentially then has this dramatic moment where he's like, but the greatest, like the thing that you are called to, oh, people of God. And it's right there in Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 5. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And it's there from the very beginning, in the, the fifth book of the Bible, way with Moses and the Israelites, is this, this greatest commandment. And Israelites hear this. And to this day, um, Jewish individuals and families all over the world refer to this as the Shema. S-H-E-M-A. And this is a Hebrew word that actually starts this passage. So the very beginning of what I just read in Deuteronomy 6 says, Hear, O Israel. You could also interpret that, listen, O Israel. And that word is Shema. And it essentially is this concept of listen and do. Listen and obey. In Hebrew, those aren't two separate words. It's one word. Shema. It means take it in, hear it, and do it. So the Shema is this prayer that Jewish individuals pray every morning, every evening for thousands of years expressing their devotion to God. So Jesus would have grown up saying the Shema every morning, every evening. And this still goes on today. That hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. So as God has me in this journey, rabbit hole, adventure, Bible bouncing, God, show me who you are. Show me what these words mean. I'm ready for more of you. I'm all of a sudden, remember this started. What is my body? What is my mind? What is my spirit? Then I'm starting to read these words from the Shema. Lord, what is my heart? How do I love you with all my heart? What is my soul? How do I love you with all my soul? And to be honest, that last word of strength, I didn't even look at the whole like two days I was there because I just kind of assumed (laughs) that I knew what that was like your strength your physical being like got it those don't seem as complicated as where does my heart and versus what is my soul so at the very end of my two days away of my time with God I'm talking like the last hour I was like you know what I'm gonna look up this word too just so I can say I completed the Shema and read all these words because God I want to know who you are and I want to know what this means so will you reveal it to me So I start um, looking up the word. Okay, strength. What was that in Hebrew? What word is this in the Shema? Where else is it used in the scripture? And then I ended up going to, I Googled it, and I found the Bible Project. You guys know it. You love it. If you don't, go to thebibleproject.com right now and just take it in. It's beautiful. It is an incredible tool to help you know God's word. And they had a whole section on the Shema. 
And they had this four-minute video called Mayode, Strength. Because this word, loving God with all our heart, soul, and strength, that word is Mayode. So I click on it to be like, all right, what's this about, you know, our strength, our being? I'm sure this is my body, but let's just read it. And essentially in this four-minute video, my mind was blown. Because the person on the Bible Project describes that the word strength, the word mayod, doesn't actually mean strength. And he said there is a Hebrew word for strength, and it's not used here. It's not mayod. And he said one of, this is one of the only times in all of the Old Testament that they translated the word mayod into strength. What mayod actually means and how it's used hundreds of times throughout the scripture is the word very. So, for example, when creation happened and the first six days and it was good and it was good and it was good. The seventh day, they said it was mayod good. It was very good. When the flood happened and uh, Noah's in the ark and the waves are coming and the storm is growing, it says it was mayod powerful, very powerful. When Cain and Abel are in this death match, literally, and go to like kill, it said that Cain was mayod angry. And when Saul became king, it said he was mayod happy. And just thank you to the Bible Project for existing and giving me these examples and teaching me that. So this word mayod, to love God with all of our mayod, this word literally means that push up against any word, it intensifies the meaning. Like it brings it to the most powerful way you can describe it. It's not good. It's mayod good. Someone's not happy. They're mayod happy. And even there'd be times in the scripture where they would use the word twice. Mayod, mayod happy. Like off the charts. You know those days that you have them? Or in anguish. Mayo, mayod grieving. So it doesn't mean strength. This Shema said in Deuteronomy, this word, the greatest commandment that Jesus says all throughout the Gospels, that we are to love him with our heart and our soul and our mayod. It's like our, our oomph, our, our very, very. It's like our everything. It's this overwhelming, powerful thing. Like loving him with our heart is our will and our affections and Loving him with our soul is our life and our physical being. Loving him with our mayod, it's like our muchness. And as I read this, I just felt so seen by my father because I was like, God, I am mayod. <laughs> like, I am too much. I'm loud and I get super passionate and I'm over the top. And it's why I have the podcast, There's More, because as I take you in, God, I can't sit still about it. I can't shut up about it. You have taught me mayod before I even knew the word, to love you with all of my oomph, with all of my muchness. And this is the sentence that God points to to say, what does it mean to love me? It's not to follow every rule. It's not to do it all right. It's not to show up at church. It's not to make sure that your kids are going to the right school and that you don't swear too much and that you pray every once in a while when things get hard. 
It's to love him with our heart, our soul, and our mayo. Like, what gets you jazzed and passionate in life? What makes you sit up straighter and talk a little faster and feeling this joy? And God invites us to that, like this delighting in him that is so good, even in the hard. Again, let me remind you of my last 12 months. Like, let me remind you that four weeks ago, I saw my dad for the last time. But even in this sadness and even in the heart to say, God, my mayod, my muchness, I love you with all of it. I give you my passion. I give you my heart. I give you my soul. Mayod can intensify anything to total capacity. Like that's how it's used all throughout the scripture. It's not a thing. It's everything. Like it's everything we have to love God. It's wide. It's expansive. It's passionate. And as I sit here one month after my dad passed away, and I have this moment with God of like, Mayod, I want to give you this, Father. Like, I want any passion and, and muchness I have to be for you. Man, I'm driving home for my two days away, and it's like it smacks me in the face. It's like, Hannah, you learned this from your dad. My dad was mayoed off the chart. (laughs) He was. My dad was very passionate. He was very fun. He was very in love with my mom. He was very over the top. He was very strict at times. Very inappropriate at times. He was very, very. He was muchness. And... I think that there's a beauty that in the body of Christ, each of us carry a different piece of God and we can learn about God from each other. Like as I sit with Julie Slattery, who many of you know and love, who's my cousin, the way that she can discern and reflect on things teaches me about God. Like I see When I'm with her, the way she can, like, look into who I am and see me and summarize what I'm saying in a way that I can't even summarize, it reveals this piece of God to me. Like, I'm like, God, sometimes when I'm sitting with you and I'm like, God, I want you to know me, I want to know you, I picture what it feels like when I'm with Julie. And in that same way, this piece of God that I see that, my dad exemplified and taught me and modeled for me is this mayode and I'm gonna miss that I'm gonna miss that in my dad one night uh probably two weeks after my dad had died uh as I was spending some time with God he gave me this uh picture this understanding that So much of who my dad was paved the way for me to understand who God was. But now in his absence, it's like God gets to become even more of a dad to me and what I'm missing here with my physical dad. And I know for many of us, we may have not had this beautiful example in a parent or someone that raised us that taught us more about God it may have hurt your picture of who God is and I I see you and I'm 
broken with that. I know that that was the story for my dad and his parents. But, um, man, I just am so thankful that in this sadness and in this mourning, God is teaching me more of him and even how my dad ushered that in. So I hope one day to talk more about all these things that God has been showing me about, uh, more about your heart and your soul and your spirit and your body and all these other pieces. But for today, I just wanted to share this mayod, this loving God with all your strength. And my prayer friend is that you will taste that even more of saying, God, show me your mayod, your muchness, your strength and how you love me and show me father how to love you in that way as we're wrapping up i did want to mention two podcasts that i would love for you to listen to in the meantime since i haven't been popping dropping those new episodes into your feed number one i'm sure many of you are already doing this but if you're not listening to java with julie what you doing girl boy, man, person, what you doing? Okay, so here's the deal. Um, It's the second week in June, and Julie just came out with this book called God, Sex, and Your Marriage. And if you go to her podcast right now, Job with Julie, episode 418, 419, and 420 are three episodes with me and Dr. Julie Slattery. And friends, if you are married or not married, this podcast, these podcast episodes and her new book, is so good. I wish everyone could read it. Go buy it. It's called God, Sex, and Your Marriage. But if nothing else, just listen to these three podcast episodes where I freak out on the microphone with Julie. Number two, this other podcast that I have been loving is called The Grandfather Effect. And it was done by one of my great friends, Brian Dolan, who lives here in Cleveland, Ohio. It's through Moody Radio. And when I, okay, let me just tell you, there's five episodes. Caleb and I just listened to number four and literally had a 60-minute, it felt like a marriage counseling session after listening to this podcast. And let me tell you why that's crazy. It's a storytelling podcast. So it's a podcast about um, Brian's grandpa disowning him. And Brian goes down this whole trail through his family line trying to figure out why his grandpa disowned his family. And where it ended on episode four I cried at two different parts. It was so powerful not only to hear this story, but to apply it to our own family. And I can't wait to hear the season finale with episode five. So I hope you'll listen to The Grandfather Effect. Tell Brian that I said hello. He is great and making some great content. Friends, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad for you to be listening to There's More Podcast. Not because of me, not because we got to figure it out, but because you, dear friend, I want you to taste it. I want you to experience it. I want you to know the goodness of this closeness with God that he pursues you for. Are you hearing me? You, listener, he wants this with you, this closeness, this intimacy, this delight. Not just that you know of him, but that you know him face to face. Sweet friend, have you heard the news? There is more.